When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today, and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org slash walk. We love God, and we love people, and you know we love life. What's going on, everybody? You know who it is. I am Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop. Uh, why do I say it like that? Because I love connecting with people. I love connecting with people. I love um, giving life to people, speaking life to people, uh, helping people to develop and become everything that God has ordained for them to be. So it gives me life to speak life to you, right? All right, so that's why I say it that way. You are listening to this edition of the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast, helping leaders to go further, faster. Why? Because we want to see uh, leaders be empowered so that they can change regions and we can seize the harvest. Listen, if you don't have our app, I encourage you to get the Harvest Church mobile app. You can connect with me, connect with Harvest Church, Harvest Leadership Network, Harvest Bible College, the Harvest Foundation, um, so many different things that we do to help empower leaders just like you. And I want to encourage you to do that. How do you do it? You just text HARVEST to 55498 and you can get our app that way. You can also go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash HMA to do that. Let me also say, if you want to connect with us and be a part of the Harvest Leadership Network, we would love to have you. HLN is a gathering of like-minded leaders um, that uh, really, um, there's resources, there's great tools, things that are made available for you to connect with. Every leader needs a leader. And, uh, you know, that is something that I love doing, speaking life into leaders. And then let me also say, we have many leaders, executives, pastors, entrepreneurs who like to set up one-on-one sessions. And you can find out more about that also in our app. I still make myself as full as my schedule is. That is something that I really love to do. And let that be a lesson for leaders, that what you love to do just because of your rank or your title or your role, your position, or even your responsibilities, what you love to do, you make sure that you build a system that allows you to do what it is that you love to do. I'm here in the studio. It's going to be an amazing uh, leadership podcast today. I just want to say, if you've got a praise report, what is that? It's a testimony about how being connected to myself, connected to Harvest, receiving the podcast, how it blesses you. Would you do us a favor and share it on our app? Uh, just click the button that says testimonies or praise reports and send it there. Also, don't forget, leave a five-star review. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, if you listen that way, uh, or if you watch the video podcast, uh, make sure that you share it. Right? Not just Don't just leave a great review, but share it. When you share content, it literally helps us to reach more people. And so if it blesses you, why don't you be a blessing to other people? I want to jump right in today uh, to a podcast subject that I'm super excited about uh, because um, we are coming up to the end of the year 2020. And whoa, 2020 has been a year, but I pray that you have been prospering 
in the midst of the pandemic, I pray that you have been able to maximize what has, let's be honest, it's been miserable for many people. And we don't take or make light of anyone that has had to go through some tough situations the loss of family, loss of uh, what was normal before. We don't make light of any of that. Uh, I just say to you, if you have a pulse, God has a plan. All right. Can you say that with me? I have a pulse. So God has a plan. Let's pray before we get into today's leadership talk, which is called the planning leader. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, God, direct our conversation, get the glory out of everything that we do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hey, to the man. Let's jump in it. The planning leader. So we're coming to the end of the year. We're getting ready for a brand new year. And I want to give you um, this scripture to help you. First Corinthians 13, 11. It's the apostle Paul speaking. And here's what he says. I'm going to take leadership from it. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. Um, that means unlearned and unenlightened. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. So he says, I spoke, I thought, I reasoned. I spoke, I thought, I reasoned. But when I became, and in the, the Greek language of our New Testament, that word became means when I decided to be a man, to become a man. So it says became, but really it wasn't because he got older. It was because he had matured. Uh, what happens is he says, I gave up childish ways. In other words, I separated from or I discharged childish ways. And I pray um, that as you, as a leader, you may, as you're leading your business, leading your church, leading your life, leading your family, a leader in government, uh, whatever sphere of leadership you have, uh, I want to challenge you in those three areas uh, as you are planning for a new uh, year. At the end of the day, um, this year brought some unique challenges. It brought some unique opportunities. Um, challenges are always opportunities concealed. I'm going to say that again. Challenges are always opportunities concealed. I want to challenge you to shift your thinking and do like the Apostle Paul said. He said, I had to separate from childish ways. See, a child, when something happens to them, that they don't like or they didn't plan for, they didn't want, they get upset, they get mad, they get frustrated, and they miss the opportunity that's in the moment. Think about it. If you wanted an ice cream cone and, and you were told, no, you can't get an ice cream cone, you may cry, you may holler, you may scream, you may fight because in your mind, you didn't get what you wanted. Not realizing that maybe you didn't get the ice cream cone, but instead, you were taken to uh, a department store. And so now you not only were going to be able to get uh, more than the ice cream cone, but you're going to get something that would last beyond the moment. You see the point? So in that, uh, challenges are always opportunities that are concealed. And so let 2020 simply speak to you that there are great opportunities for you that will come forth. So I want to do what uh, spoke, thought, and reason. Um, the Apostle Paul says, I spoke like a child. That word um, spoke there, it means preach like a child. That means what, what he was big on, it sounded like a child. It sounded like a child. Um, question, as a leader, is what you're big, are you big on small things? What I mean by that, do you make too big of a deal out of things that aren't that big of a deal, that do not affect um, where it is that you're headed? I've learned as a leader to sometimes give people space and margin and room to be human. 
And sometimes that means that things that I used to see as a big deal, to ask myself, you know what, that's really not as big of a deal as I have made it to be. Then it means to say. What do you say as a leader that's like a child? He said he spoke like a child. It means he said something. Then it means to speak after observing something. So the Apostle Paul was saying, this is what I say after I saw. So as a leader, what are you saying after you saw? Because that reveals whether or not your ways are childish or your ways are, he says, became a man. In other words, you're saying, I became mature. There is a difference between maturing and aging. You can age and never mature. You can age and never mature. All right? Then it means to talk, to tell, and to utter. So is what you talk about childish or does it reflect mature leadership? Is what you tell other people childish or does it reflect mature leadership? Is what you utter, is it childish or does it reflect mature leadership? Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Um, verse four, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. Verse five, it is not good to be partial to the wicked or deprive the righteous of justice. A fool's lips, listen to this, walk into a fight and his mouth invites a beating. Wow, right? Verse seven, a fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. Wow, that's interesting imagery. They go down into the inner parts of the body. As you're planning for 2021, and you, literally, you can use this regardless of the year. You can use it in 2022, 2042, whatever. As you're planning for anything new, I want to challenge you to start with your speech. Your speech has to reflect where you are headed, and that requires maturity. It can't be about, oh, woe is me and how bad things were and how bad things went. It's got to be about where you are headed. It's got to be about where you are going, and it's got to be mature. All right, because as a leader, as you are planning something, part of your plan needs to include what you speak, what you are saying. So what are you what have you labeled 2021? What have you labeled what you're going to accomplish in that year? What are you labeling your plans? Are you planning and saying things like this? Well, child, we don't know. We're going to see. Or are you saying, you know what? I've got expectation that this is going to be a great year for me. Uh, why? Because if I have a pulse, God has a plan. Here's the next thing he said. He thought like a child. Thought like a child. Um, that, that word thought there, it means to think, to judge. Listen to this. To direct the mind to. To seek for. So when you talk about your thoughts, what are you seeking for? Like what are you seeking in your new year? What are you seeking in your ministry in the new year? What are you seeking in your business in the new year? What are you seeking... In your position of leadership in the new year, what are you seeking? Are you seeking to make it better, or are you seeking, are you seeking to, you know, keep it the status quo? Because status quo means slow death. You are not a status quo leader. You are not a leader that's just trying to have a slow death. You're a leader that's going to rule, reign, conquer, and to subdue. It means to observe and care for. All right, I gave you a lot. Here it is: to think like a child. The word thought means to think, to judge to direct the mind to, to seek for, to observe and care for. You know, there are three basic uh, choice patterns. Yes, no, no, yes or no. Then pick one, right? Um, you, you, you can pick one, this one or that one. Um, and then to pick multiple, 
you know, multiple choice. Uh, and multiple choice meaning not just multiple choices, but I can pick multiple choices. So it can be one and three uh, versus just one or three. Um, listen, leader, the easy way now might be the hard way later. So in making choices, we have to count the costs. And part of developing your plan as a planning leader is to begin to count the cost for the year that is to come. Meaning, um, what needs to happen to make this? I can't just say, on this day, I'm going to do this. It, okay, that's where you start. Got it? But there's a whole lot that has to be filled in. And part of being a planning leader is to, is to do that. It's to make choices to make plans where you count the cost. Here's Luke 14, 28. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down. What does that mean? I've got to first get my thoughts together. I want to encourage you as you're planning, you can't be planning in the middle of doing something else. You need to sit down so you can gather your thoughts. If you're, if you're planning with a team, plan, get your team. You got to sit down and gather your thoughts. If you're planning with your spouse, sit down and gather your thoughts. He says, does not first sit down and do what? Count up that cost. Count up that cost. What is this going to take for us to make this happen? Because what you don't want is to set plans and goals that you never achieve. See, I set a goal, then I have to put the plan in place. That's why this isn't called a goal-making leader. This is called a planning leader because a goal is the end result of a plan. The goal is the end result of a plan. Somebody ought to tweet that to me, insta story that to me, right? The goal is the end result of a plan. So it says, does not first sit down and count the cost. In other words, plan this thing out, whether he has enough to complete it. Okay. He says, if you're desiring to build a tower, he says, first. So there's your goal, building the tower. But then he says, count the cost, make your plan. Set your goal, but make your plan. Set your goal and make your plan. Whether or not he has enough to complete it. In other words, when you start planning, you're going to say, you know what? We need to think about this. We need to think about this. We need to think about that. You think about that. Part of being a leader is that you see further than those you lead. You have to see more than them. You have to see further than them. Okay? Verse 29. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, um, saying, this man began to build and he's not able to finish. In other words, you set all these goals. But because you had no plans, because you thought like a child and not like a man, you have no plans, so you can't build it, right? What is this? This is the plan. This is the goal. This is the plan. This is the goal. This is the plan. All right? Last thing he said um, is reason. He said, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. So your child thinks, I don't need a plan. I'm just going to trust God. That's not a plan. The plan means I do everything that I can do. And then I ask God to do what I cannot do. Got it? See, um, that's called favor. And God's favor will do for you what you can't do for yourself. But God expects us to do, especially as leaders, to do what we can do. There's nothing wrong with getting the demographic report. There's nothing wrong with um, getting the uh, uh, information about your finances. There's nothing wrong with seeing whether or not you've got enough liquid reserves or whether or not you're going to need to look at getting some capital from third parties. You follow what I'm saying? Number three, said he reasoned like a child. Um, to reason like a child, listen to this, it means to count like a child. Wow. It means to charge with, to reason, of course, to decide or conclude. Listen, leaders, life improves by choice, not by chance, and children choose carelessly. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. 
Life improves by choice, not by chance. And children choose carelessly. If you are a leader, your choices affect more than just you. So let's look at this set of scripture. Second Chronicles 10 and 6. Um, we're going to skip around. We're going to go verse 6, 7, 8, and 14. Just so you can get the main point. Then King Rehoboam. Now, he was 41 years old, approximately, when this passage is referring to this time frame. So he, he wasn't young, but he was immature. For those of you who have been leaders for a while, you can sometimes think that your experience means you're mature. Experience doesn't mean maturity. Age doesn't mean maturity. Listen, mindset is maturity. Mindset is maturity. Paul said, I discharge those things that were immature about me. So King Rehoboam, he's 41 years old. He took counsel with the old man um, who had stood before Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, saying, how do you advise me to answer this people? Verse 7, they said to him, be good to the people and please them and speak good words to them. They'll be your servants forever. They were saying, you don't have to be harsh with these people because they've already, listen, they've already been conditioned on how to serve. Got it? They already know how to serve and they know how to serve well. They did well with your father Solomon. They will do well with you. Um, these are not those that you have to do a lot of that extra with. They get it. And as a leader, it's important that you distinguish between individuals that require more management than others, that require more direction than others. Um, it's important that you realize this. There's a reason why in every company, in every ministry, in every organization, in every business, that there are levels of leadership. And those levels of leadership really are levels of responsibility. Be careful as a leader, you never put someone in a seat of responsibility um, that is higher than the level of trust that you can actually give to them. All right. Um, look at this. Verse eight, he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him and took counsel with the young man who had grown up with him and stood before him. Stop. What happened? He took counsel from people that were around him when he was a child. He took counsel from people that were around him when he was a child. So what is he doing? He's reinforcing a mindset of immaturity. That's why Paul said, when I was a child, I, th I thought like one. I spoke like one. I reasoned like one, but I had to put that away. Rehoboam does the opposite. Rehoboam says, now that I'm king, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my childish friends around, my childhood friends who are going to bring back my childish ways. Let that be a lesson for every leader. Question, who's your circle? Who's around you? Got it? It doesn't mean that people who you grew up with are necessarily bad, but their mentalities might be bad. Um, the, are the people around you, are they helping you mature? Are they challenging you to be better? Or are they pulling you into immaturity? Are the texts they sending lifting you up, or is it a bunch of foolish stuff that, and there's nothing wrong with having fun, but is every text they send you throughout the day a bunch of stuff about funny things on TikTok, funny things on Instagram, gossip about somebody else? Because guess what? We've got something to build, and if I'm going to be busy building, I don't have time to be in everybody else's business because mine is so good. Ah, come on, leader. I need you to type that. I need you to say that if you're, uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, type it if you're listening at the video podcast. Just say, my business is looking good. Come on. All right. Verse 14, uh, King Rehoboam spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, childhood friends who reminded him of his childless ways, and saying, my father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to it. Solomon, you didn't have to do that. 
You didn't have to do that. He was saying, I'm going to add to what you have, your yoke. A yoke was a wooden instrument that was used to connect two oxen together. It meant that a, uh, one ox got weak, the other could pick up for, the, for them, for where they were weak in that moment. It also meant where one went, the other went. Um, you had two yoke of oxen, so they got things done. Um, one could pull on the strength of the other. Uh, Solomon says, I'm going to make it worse for you. Unnecessarily. Unne it wasn't necessary. All right. Um, and then he says, my father disciplined you with whips. I'll discipline you with scorpions. A whip would leave a mark, would leave a well. Um, catch the imagery. A scorpion would poison you, sting you, and then poison you. Sting you and then poison you. So essentially, what do we hear? We're hearing Solomon's or King Rehoboam enter into really a toxic place as a leader. Because in his mind, I don't just want you to get it done. I want to hurt you in order to get it done. What is he doing? He's being a child. He's being childish. That's a child. He didn't have to do that. So here it is, leaders, and we're done. You are a planning leader. What did Paul say? When I became, that means when I decided in Greek, when I chose to be a man. It wasn't about how old he was. It was about his maturity. Because man there, here's what that word means in Greek. It means sir or maturity or mature man. He says, I gave up. I separated from childish ways. Set your goals. Make your plans. But as a leader, make sure that you are a leader that speaks with maturity. You think with maturity. You reason with maturity. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this world-changing, history-making leader. I pray that what's been shared today would speak life into them and they would go further, faster, as they are planning for what will now be the best 12 months. Their next 12 will be their best 12. Father, why do we say things like that? Because you're always outdoing yourself. You're the God that goes from faith to faith, from level to level. And thank you for doing that for us now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Listen, if today's leadership talk spoke life into you, so into it. Bless what blesses you. You can do that a few different ways. You can use the Cash App. You can use send it to Harvest Church, uh, Harvest Church Give, or you can send it to Bishop Foreman with the number one at the end. You can also mail it in to P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. You can go to our website, uh, harvestchurch.church forward slash give, and you can give right there safe and secure through our website. You can also uh, use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle. All of that information is right there on the screen for you. That's hello at harvestchurch.church. And of course, if you've got our app, you can just click the give button right there in our app. Listen, I pray you've been blessed today. I will see you. And for some of you, speak to you because you're on the audio podcast in the brand new year, 2021. I pray that you end this year strong and that 2021 starts strong for you. Plan this thing out. Set your goals, make your plans. Set your goal, make your plans. Then what do you do? You, you Before you do that, you've prayed. And then once you do that, you pray. Cover everything with prayer. Why? Anything un uncovered, it spoils. Love you. See you soon. Shalom. Yep, we love God, and we love people, and you know we love life. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.